Yeah, and that's what happens. Um, good evening and welcome to Horror. I'm Adam. I'm Claire. And this is a special bonus episode. Yes, you said bonus. Boners. Boners, yeah. yeah. See, I can't do the boners, so you're going to have to do the boners for me. Because usually, Lee is out there going, it's a bonus episode, and then I annoyingly say boners. So if you wouldn't mind stepping in on that. Boners. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so this is a special Welcome to Horror bonus episode. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously we've just covered uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street, the original. And uh, that episode will be going up. And we had decided that we were going to record... The next episode is going to be Nightmare on Elm Street... First next proper episode is going to be Nightmare on Elm Street 3 mm-hmm. because we've decided that the sort of first and third tend to be the good ones out of a thing and basically we also we wanted to we wanted to show Chris the original yeah but we also wanted to watch 3 because it's good yeah 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 yep. so uh, as a completist i decided that i was also going to watch Nightmare on Elm Street 2 Freddy's Revenge in between so that i've there's no continuity across it, really, but I just thought... No, there really isn't. Yeah, and I just thought it'd be like, you know, I'm a completist, <laughs> so I, I kind of want to watch them properly, or not at all. That's right. Um, now, obviously, you watched Nightmare on Elm Street, like the first one. Yeah, the first uh, time I've ever seen it, as well. Yeah, and you you quite enjoyed yourself, I think, didn't you? Yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, it was really silly. I mean... Oh, not in Let's this not category. Get, yeah. <laughs> get ahead of ourselves. But yeah, no, I thought it was great. I thought it was fun. As fun as it can be to watch Johnny Depp explode. Well, you know, a lot of people have. Yeah. And a lot of people have enjoyed it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and so I think it's also you were sort of keen to see a proper horror icon. That's it, because I saw, obviously we watched Hellraiser. Yeah. And that was my first... Like modern horror icon. Mm. Obviously, we've watched like vampire films, like Dracula, yeah, and um, Frankenstein, Frankenstein, all of them. The werewolf. That's right. But um, yeah. So I was quite keen to watch a film that, in the back of my mind, was a scary film. If that makes sense. Yeah. And because um, even though my boy, my boy Vince, yeah, he's, he his films are great, but. They're not scary. No. No, I think you... They definitely lose um, power with time, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, So yeah, I was keen to watch this, and I thought it was great. I enjoyed it. So, in that spirit, we dis- uh, Claire decided to join me for Nightmare on Street 2. As I say, we're not going to cover it in the main show. I mean, I think Lee's going to watch it, or certainly it'll get a mention on the next episode. <laughs> um... But, yeah, but I think, I don't think we could let the moment pass, you having watched it, could you? It has, right, it would be a shame (laughs) for one, obviously I've not watched three, but for one to get covered in in, in detail. Yeah. And two, to not be mentioned, because fucking hell... (laughs) 
is the most ridiculous thing you've ever shown me. You've ever shown me. So that puts it into context, callers. Yeah, I think, I, just, I mean, that, that, to me, that kind of feels like I'm slacking a bit. I've obviously got to show you some far more ridiculous things, but... I don't yeah. know how much more ridiculous it can be than a budgie bursting into flames. Yeah, but also that is not... That, I mean, this is... I mean, spoiler alert, people. If you've not seen it, this might, this this next sort of bit might not make much sense. Uh, it's spoiler alert. If you have seen it, it don't make any more <laughs> sense either. But I was, gonna, I was just going to mention that obviously the dad... Uh, you know, an exploding toaster was the darndest thing he'd ever seen. <sighs> not the budgie the night before. No. I mean, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So obviously, it's the the story of uh, the story of Jesse, who's moved into Nancy's old house, and uh, the is sort of he's uh, sort of going out with this girl, but he's um, in trouble at school, and the PE teacher hates him. He's thirty five. Yeah, that don't help. Along with everybody else in that school. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of. Yeah, there's it's it's an odd life. <laughs> it was tough back then. Yeah, up here on the way there and back. Yeah, and um, yeah, and then obviously he sort of becomes subject to Freddie doing doing something slightly different this time around, where Freddie is trying to possess yeah him to be out in the real world. Yeah, despite how powerful being. Able to manipulate dreams, yeah, truly is. Yeah, he's obviously decided now. I fancy wandering around in a slightly more vulnerable physical form, know. you know, and stab a few people, yeah, at a party, but also just sort of mainly just like just cause mischief, yeah, like you know, oh, your, your toast is on fire, oh, you go, oh, bloody hell, yeah. You've... Oh, someone smashed that nice bowl you've got out for the party. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah. Yeah, all the exploding wieners. The exploding wieners. I mean, let's... <laughs> the innuendo I... in this film. I don't think it counts as innuendo. Because innuendo implies something hidden. Mm. And this is... I would I would argue possibly back in the day, a few people might have watched this and not got the the subtext of the film but now it feels like mrs slocum's pussy i mean but then also at the time that this was made people were just surprised freddie mercury hadn't settled down with a nice lady yet yeah oh especially after poor elton john and kiki d didn't work out Mm. you know so yeah and obviously i mean you you didn't have more a raw sort of i don't know hell raising a uh, bird about shagger than George Michael That's as well. That's so true. <laughs> you know. And I mean, and all of it was in contrast to that perfectly clean living uh, young Michael Jackson. Exactly. What a good guy. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I think, I think we can, I don't think we need to dance around to the fact that the subtext that we are talking about is there's a, there's a hint of uh, a sort of gay a strand to the film, shall we say. This is one of the campiest things I've ever watched. And I have watched 15 series of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. And this, this, I thought, do you know what? It's, it could have been a spoof. Yes, I know. Because there's things like, you know, when Jesse's, Jesse's doing this dance, 
because he's got to unpack his bedroom before he can get a bit of lace up. But he, but he puts on the most um, lip sync for your life. Yeah. On RuPaul's Drag Race music to tidy his room to. He puts on his sunglasses so he looks really cool. Then he jumps around and wiggles his bum for nobody. And then he gets a sort of uh, party pop-up. It's a pop gun. That's, that is a an actual gun. proper pop gun. Right. Yeah. So he has a pop gun and it goes off just as Lisa walks in the room. Yeah, he has oh. been dancing with it at groin level. That's right. In a very suggestive of... way. Yeah. You know, it's clearly a substitute for his meat and full veg. Full? Yeah. Oh. The rumours are true. Oh. Um, so, yeah, it's just... It's, I mean, there's, there is so much more campness throughout the whole film. Um, yeah. But there is obviously... Well, here we go. I was Googling a picture of Jesse. What's, it, uh, what's his name? Mark Patton. Mark Patton. Not to be confused with Mike Patton by any stretch of the imagination. No. So I was Googling a picture of him because I was quite shocked when Grady refers to him as a pretty boy. I'll be honest. So mm. I needed to see if perhaps he'd just aged well. And? And? No. Oh. Poor um, thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure his mum loves him. Well, yeah, exactly. So, uh, he, I googled it, clicked on this picture, and it took me. And this was just like in the top two rows of Google images, mm. and clicked on the picture, and it took me to an article about, um, all the uh, what's it? What was what's the, what was it called? Uh, the. The all the gay innuendo, gay innuendo in Nightmare on Elm Street too. Yeah, and there was a whole article about it, including things that I think were pushing it a bit, like um, during the barbecue party, there was a close up on all the wieners. Yeah, and even though the wieners <laughs> explode, yeah, <laughs> it does seem a bit. Although I'm I'm slightly pissed off that they didn't notice the the thing I said about, which was the. Nancy is replaced by Jesse, but they're both derogatory, yeah, uh, gay insults. You know they're. Well, I look forward to seeing all the, the antics of Pufter and the gang in, <laughs> no, number three. Yeah, it's um, yeah, as as can probably be appreciated, it dials down from there somewhat, and they obviously it would have to. That, add. Yeah, actually, that's true. Because I mean, you like you said, I mean the bit, that so obviously there's the bit where he. For some reason, goes to a bar, um, and you weren't sure about the bar. I thought the bar was perfect. Like I think they were listening to the right music. They were listening to the right music, but just not for that bar, because in it were people who I, I'm assuming were, went, were meant to be punks or yes. bikers. It's the alternative bar, I yeah. think. So you've got the bikers. The basically, it's like the usual thing where it's like, oh, you've got the goths and the metalers in the same. Club. But you know what? It, it was like when people go to a fancy dress party as a punk, and they've just put a bit of green spray paint in their hair, and they're wearing their nice black frock. Yeah, that's what was going on here. When he first walked in, I thought it was a gay bar, and then I saw men and women getting off with each other. So I thought, right, okay, so it's not. It's meant to be a sort of a punk bar. And then there's just, like, so many men's nipples on show. Yeah. And then, 
his teacher comes around and says, you can't have that drink. I don't know why. Because uh, he's 16, so he's... Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. I keep. It's I mean, the same thing as in. Um, oh, when the, I had to tell you that he was fifth, he's meant to be fifteen yeah. in a clockwork orange. Yeah, that's yeah, because he's old yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then as punishment for going out on his own free time, the grown man of a coach decides what the responsible thing to do is to take this child back to school. At he's night. obviously got his keys on him. Yeah. Um, take him there at night and say, right, you've got to do a few laps. And then after that, the most sinister part is when he whispers in Jesse's ear, enjoy your shower. Yeah. I think at this point we've also got to point out that the, the coach was at the bar in in what could best be described as Depeche Mode cosplay. He's got yeah. like a, a... It's not really a vest. It's too, It's like a cross of leather, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, the, so the, obviously the implication is that this is where the teacher hangs out anyway. Mm. You know, he's regularly down there. Now, obviously the coach then gets, uh, shot in the face by balls. Of course. And dog straps. Yeah. A room full of balls explode over him. Yeah. Again, you know, subtle. Oh, I thought you meant again, like, that's all. Oh, no, no. And then we've got to school. (laughs) No. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and then he's, and then he's, uh... Tied up by two uh, skipping ropes or, yeah, but or keep... jump ropes for our American cousins. Oh, God, now they'll know what's going on. Exactly. But here's my issue with that scene, and I mentioned this at the time. Mm. He's got them tied round his wrists. There is nothing wrong, nothing holding his feet, his hips, his elbows, nothing. He could have easily got up. Yeah, but yeah, but just remember, he'd been weakened by balls. Adam, I am a regular wheelchair user, and I could have got up. Well, you know, regardless of, regardless of factual, you know, we'll put it on. We'll do it on MythBusters. Yeah, right into them. I'm gonna. Can you recreate the shower scene from? Yeah. Freddy's Revenge. <laughs> um, bloody hell! <laughs> I mean, that, actually, just that name alone. If it was just... Forget Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Mm. It's just called Freddy's Revenge. That sounds like it's going to be, like, a porno. Mm. So... And then, as you say, so he gets tied up. Hang on, I've just agreed to that. What? Well, Freddy's Revenge. Either that or it's... I don't know. I just thought it's... Wow. Yeah, all right. (laughs) All of the things we're learning about Adam Thomas. What, a gay S&M film called Freddy's Revenge? Oh, yeah, I suppose. Okay. You know, because that's where it was... Because obviously he then gets tied up, uh, his arse is out, and then he is whipped uh, mm. viciously, drawing blood with a towel, before yeah. Jesse finishes him off and from then, behind. <laughs> and then the shot of him dead against the wall is so funny... Because it just looks like he's drunk having a piss up a wall. And that made me laugh. Well, that's a, and that's a good thing. But, I mean, certainly I think that scene would be... That would raise eyebrows. Yeah. You know, I think, in, 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 in any context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I th- and I th- just think that... Uh, like I say, I, my understanding is, is that this was written... Like, this was a film that was written, and then they said, oh, if you put Freddie in it as the villain... Yeah. You, it'll be... And it certainly feels that way, because... 
the bits that were good were the bits that had Freddie in. So mm. there is a bit where um where Jesse says, I can't look at your boobs anymore, Lisa. Mm. I'm having a problem here. And he goes to Grady's house and he says you got to stay awake, mate, because I'm having trouble. I've got to spend the night here because yeah. Yeah, I've just made out with a girl. Again. Exactly. Yeah, I know. So, and, but then, and you were also really taken with Grady's uh, bed sheets, which were like a sort of black oh leatherette. Oh, my God, it was like Missy Elliott <laughs> lent him his cut, her coat. <laughs> but, yeah, so the scene when he's in there and Freddie is coming out, like physically... <laughs> I, this is what I mean. This is what this film does. You can't. Yeah. But anyway, so when he's coming out of mm. Jesse, that looked really good. Mm. Like the bit where it's like you see the hand, like Freddie's hand coming through yeah. Jesse's hand, looked really good. And they were the most compelling bits. The rest of it, I was just going, oh my god. Yeah. It was. It was. The rest of it was distracting. Yeah, I know what you mean because I think sort of like it's like they got Freddie exactly and absolutely right, and then yeah. just everything, everything else was just way out. Yeah, and you can tell the budget's like gone up significantly Definitely. since the first film. Definitely, because Freddie doesn't look quite so covered in jam. No, and also they got to go to the actual industrial warehouse rather than. Oh, yeah, the boiler room. In the boiler room country. where they've just sort of, like, used shot it from a few different angles. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was really good. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought you could tell that Freddie had been squeezed in yeah. to a different story. Yeah. And, actually, he, he basically does a Lord Flashheart in Blackadder. Mm. So he's been pushed into another film and basically takes over. Yeah. Uh, as soon as he's on camera. Because he's just, he's just very charismatic. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I am, I mean, I'm looking forward to watching three with you now. Yeah. Also, just on a side note, uh, in the, uh, in the, uh, the episode on the, the original, mm-hmm. um, we did mention that there was the, a bitch count of zero apart from one from you. That's right. And then this film was exactly the same, a bitch count of zero apart from one where you, you said to me, we'll move that bitch. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I think that's... So, so far, the score is Freddy Zero, Claire Two on that's the bitch scale. That's right. Which is, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a hell of a holding when Freddy Krueger's involved. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, like I say, I'm pretty sure three really makes up for it. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I really am. So, all in all, in all I mean, personally, I wouldn't hesitate to say to someone, oh, yeah, do watch two. Yeah. But I would not in any way, shape or form, like, let them sit there with an expectation of anything other than you've got to see this to believe it. Definitely. I don't... It Again, I've not seen number three, so I can't say for certain. But I'm guessing you're not going to need to have seen it, seen two, to get what's going on with no, three. No, But I would definitely say watch it if you... You know, you have them nights, you're like, I don't really know what I want to watch. I want to watch something silly, but I don't want to watch, like, a comedy. I don't really mm. want to have to think about something, but I don't want it to be stupid. Yeah. This is good. Yeah, this I is think good. this And is... it's a short film. It don't go on for hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they get to the um, point, which is nice. I have written something down here, and if I don't mention it, I will yeah. be upset. 
I noticed that um, their house, Jesse's house, mm. has some questionable decor. Oh, and yes, yes. On their landing, so on their <laughs> upstairs landing, they have, I believe it was five pit paintings mm. of houses, none of them the same, none of them theirs. That is unusual. And then, <laughs> because oh. <laughs> even if, right, say they're just small paintings, that's, just say that's cost you 30 quid each. Mm. You're looking at £150 on paintings of houses that aren't even yours. Yeah. And then they go downstairs into the <laughs> to have breakfast and there's two identical paintings of fruit not four inches away apart from each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely what happened was is that they were... T- someone was told to get paintings. Yeah, make it homely. They were not told what those paintings should involve. Two different people went and they both got the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the same thing. Well, actually, I think two different people went. In the meantime, you've got the the uh, guy who's doing, like, all the actual bespoke stuff. So you've got, mm. like, the Fu Manchu breakfast cereal. Yeah, I thought with, I was so smart spotting that. Well, what were it's free witch fingers, and then yeah. they just do it. That is probably the best way I can put this film. Is you'd sit there. I think it happens several times. Actually, you sort of watch the film and you go, "Oh, I bet that'll happen." Yeah, and then it does. Yeah, and you, it's quite nice in a way because it's like. It feels like you've already, like you say, it feels like someone's already made the spoof. That's right. So, yeah. But all in all, yeah, I, I mean, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it since I was in my early teens. So it's been a long, long time. And I can honestly say, I think in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember everyone going on about it being really gay. And I was like, yeah, that was probably just because we were all a bunch of immature children. And it's like, no, no, it really is. Yeah, it is. I like, apparently the director said something which I quite like, is he said that he knew that the audience would be mainly teenage boys. So putting all those elements in was to actually add discomfort. Oh, okay. To a lot of like sort of okay, fair enough. You know, which 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 I can sort of see. However, I've read this statement where um apparently Mark Patton, who plays Jesse, is not was not happy with it. He himself uh is gay, but at the time I he wasn't out. Mm. And yeah, I think he's sort of took a certain level of umbrage with the production because it's like sort of you know maybe he hadn't quite realized quite how much they were going to yeah. sort of make it because it's if anything gay is not a subtext but jesse being gay is yeah if you see what i mean but um yeah and apparently like i think it was the it was the uh i think the director said oh well the trouble is with it is you know he played it gay mm-hmm. you know it's his fault and it's like he didn't play, like, the death he, scene of the coach. I was going to say... Or the play- exploding wieners, <laughs> did he? No. He played all them people dressed in leather in that bar gay. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it was, it was just terrible. Yeah. I also... Uh, f- full marks as well. This has a lot of incredible 80s dads. Oh, yeah. His dad is like a sort of weird Christoph Waltz figure. Mm. Um, who's just sort of... Always to the point of hard bitten. Yeah. He sort of talks like a detective, but he's not. But you expect him to be one. Yeah, it's like um, 
Johnny Depp's dad in the first one, he was very much standing on the porch to tin up neighbours. Yes, yeah. And I think, yeah, this does have a good record on sort of like... Yeah. Well, I suppose irresponsible parenthood in the sense of uh, setting mm. fire to someone. Yeah. I also do love the sort of just say no subtext of what drugs are you taking, Jesse? Because the police bring him home naked, covered in blood. There's no other questions except what drugs, Jess. Yeah. Well, exactly. Well, I mean, it's clearly what's what's going on. Well, of course. But, uh, but yeah. Well, there you go, folks. Do you think we've, we've th- rambled? Yes, I think so. I would also just like to say that I give it four and a half thumbs up Whitley Strieber's arse. Yay, thank you. Because funnily <laughs> enough, I was going to actually, I was going to retroactively ask Chris. Yeah. With regard, once we watched uh, number three as well, is uh, how many razor gloves up a basement, uh, up a boiler do you give it, Chris, you know? I'll say that again. How many razor gloves up a up a boiler? Fuck's sake! <laughs> I'll leave it there. How many razor gloves up a, ba- a boiler? I can't say boiler. Nah. Uh, never mind. <laughs> You'll get that baby boiled. <laughs> but um, yes. Yeah, so there we go. So you're, that's a, that's a good a streber ass there. Yeah. Five threadies up. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to number three. Yes. So. We featuring. Real genuine people you've heard of. That's right, yeah. So I also quite like one thing is I did notice that in the diary she does refer to him as Fred Krueger when they find Nancy's diary and it's yeah. like, yeah, because he was called Fred Krueger in the first film because that's what he's credited as and that appeals to my tiny brain. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, exploding parakeets, uh, school bus runs. Oh, yeah, and my favourite moment of the film is... Towards the end, uh, keep watching because there's just one bit where Rob Englund's not acting. He just clearly reacts to a f- uh, <laughs> to a fire special effect that's obviously a wee bit too near. Yeah. Because it's just a quick, oh, fuck that. So, oh, yeah, that's really good. <laughs> yeah, and that's probably my favourite bit. Yeah. But yeah. So, uh, well done everyone involved with Nightmare on Elm Street 2, I think. Yeah, I think, you know... Yeah, I think well done. I think that's all you could really say. You couldn't go any stronger than that. No. But yeah, well done. You've made a film. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's more than a lot of people do. So, well done on that score. Do you know that that was... It cost three million. It took 30 million at the box office. Did it really? Which implies how many people saw this. Wow. Yeah, I know. Well. Anywho... Well, thank you for listening, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed this bonus episode. <laughs> and, um, uh, yes, we shall be... Normal things will be resumed on the next episode with the return of uh, Chris and Lee and uh, the return of Freddy Krueger for a third time. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. Night, then. Good night. <laughs>